You're listening to the podcast, Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Thank you for tuning in. And now, here's your host, Carlos Avalon. I should have asked you for your number, and if you'd like for me to go. This time, I, I remember and pay tribute and salute Bill, Jeff, Ernie, and George. Those names may not mean much to you, but you know them. You've heard them if you follow my music. I'm remembering today on this episode four musicians that were so important to my career through the years and are no longer with us. I'm going to start with one that is, well, Bill McGrady. Bill McGrady. Bill was my musical director in Atlantic City. But those of you that enjoy my piano melodies, my piano album that was released uh, as a CD, but all my piano songs currently featured on Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere you stream them, stream them. My theme from The Godfather, theme from uh, Godfather 2, a song for mom. I think you should know all those songs, the gentleman playing the orchestration, keyboards, the synthesizer, the piano, other than me as the solo pianist, was Bill McGrady. Bill uh, started his career actually in the Navy as a Navy band uh, keyboardist, pianist, musician. And then he went on to back up many acts in the New York, Atlantic City area. And uh, Bill left this world uh, at the age of 72 in 2021. Bill was so important to me. He was so much fun to work with. He always had a spirit as my musical director that he'd always keep the band uh, comfortable, keep the band uh, uh, morale high. And I felt such security. He was my security blanket on stage at Harris Atlantic City for so many years. And I just, as I've started to lose people that were so important to me, people that I think of when I hear them backing up my recordings as I hear the recordings, that's the blessing about not only the recordings, but even this podcast, these episodes, because one day I'll be gone, and if someone wants to learn anything about me, know a little bit about me, if there is any interest, you can all, they can go back and listen to me, my words, um, and so on. So I say a huge thank you uh, to Bill's family, and uh, I just had to include a, uh, an episode that would I'd get to talk about how I felt about these great musicians that were such a part of my life, of my career. 
bill for many years uh, back to the Rat Pack, um, a tribute show at the Rat Pack at the Sands Hotel Casino in Atlantic City. And uh, he, he backed up many of the lounge cabaret musicians in the Atlantic City area. Um, in the heyday of Atlantic City, which was really the 20-year period between the 80s and 90s, which is when I was there. So, Bill McGrady, wherever you are, I have never forgotten you, and I thank you for being, for being my man on stage, and uh, I pay tribute to you. Now, before Bill became my musical director... Uh, the first few years that I was under contract with Harris Casino in Atlantic City, Jeff Turner, Jeffrey Turner. Jeff Turner was my very first uh, a musical director uh, with my Atlantic City band. Uh, Jeff uh, not only was with me for the first few years, I think the first three or four years I did Atlantic City Harris Casino show, uh, for about 15 years. But then he was also started backing up because fortunately we did not have the same schedule. So these are freelance musicians that doubled with other acts. So he started uh, playing for my friend that was a guest. You can go back and look for the podcast, the episode with special guest Ken McBride and, uh, and uh, Jeff Turner. Uh, started uh, backing when I was not um, in Atlantic City. Uh, Ken McBride would fill in my my uh, my slot at Harris, and then he became such an important part of Ken McBride's band that he told me, I'm, and he was getting local work with Ken all the time because Ken was based there. I was still based in Las Vegas and the West Coast, so I'd only go to Atlantic City for my contracts at Harris, do a month, and then two or three months on the road elsewhere. And I wasn't in the level of uh, uh, of stardom that I would have travel musical director with me. So he went on to become Ken McBride's main uh, musical director, and that's when Bill McCready replaced Jeff and stayed on much longer and became a much bigger part of my career and act and music um, uh, than Jeff did. However, Jeff is forever recorded, uh, in, uh, recorded in my life because my, P, uh, my uh, uh, Christmas album, those of you that have heard it, those of you that heard the Christmas songs we released this last year for streaming services, uh, Blue Christmas, uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas, that's Jeff on all the keyboard parts, the organ, the piano, synthesizer. That's Jeff Turner. And I am forever grateful. When I was staying in Atlantic City, his home was very close to where Harris would put me up. And I'd have his family over. For I loved, on my time off, I would miss my mom's Portuguese cooking. So fortunately, we had a, a, a kitchen, well, actually, a, 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 an apartment provided for me that uh, had a kitchen. So I invited uh, several times my musicians to enjoy a Portuguese meal for the first time. <laughs> Many of them had Portuguese food. And that's when I started 
enjoying cooking uh, some Portuguese food be, uh, by default because I missed mom's cooking so much. I missed not being in an area that had Portuguese restaurants. So I called mom for the recipes and I started cooking. So Jeff and his kids uh, uh, would come and the wife and uh, sp I spent a lot of time Well, leisure time with Jeff, probably more than most of my musicians, because we were practically neighbors when I was staying where uh, I would stay while performing in Atlantic City. So Jeff Turner, both Jeff and Bill, when things slowed down in the two, the zero years, 2000s, both went on to become accredited music teachers. Both of them, I think, taught at the same school. Uh, I forget the name, the, the Catholic school um, in the Atlantic City area. So, Jeff Turner, I will never forget you. I think of you when I hear your amazing work as not only the keyboardist, but co-producer with Johnny Carrasco, that fortunately is still with us, uh, but co-producer of my Christmas album. And there's more songs from that album being re-released um, and for streaming and uh, online uh, this coming um, uh, Christmas season. Jeff Turner, I will never forget you. Uh, Jeff left us at 64, age of 64 in 2017. Bill, I, I, I don't know if I men mentioned, but if I didn't, he was 72 years old, and he left us more recent in 2021. So... Um, both people that I will never forget and gave so much to me. Next, another great one that I lost, and um, we never worked on stage together. I don't think we did, because he was a freelance musician, but he was a studio musician. So I'm talking about guitarist Ernie Trionfo. Ernie left this world in 2019. He was 63 years old. Ernie worked very closely with my Atlantic City producer, Rich Kurtz. Ernie is in all the guitar parts of not only my Loving Arms album that we got some songs coming out for, but you hear Ernie every time you listen to the podcast. Ernie is the guitarist playing in the intro that we bring in. I should have asked you for your number and the outro, the same song. That's Ernie that plays for you every time uh, you listen to the podcast. All my songs, um, uh, piano and he was in both piano album and the uh, Loving Arms sessions and uh, songs Oh, that's the magic of recording. I have many songs that I have not yet released. Well, to be honest, I ran out of budget to finish them. Anyone willing to spend about $10,000 <laughs> investing in uh, music? Yeah, I'll release those once I come up with the budget to finish them. But uh, I usually joke that my, my volume two piano album is already recorded my parts. So, if I drop there tomorrow, I hope not. But that, I've already recorded my, um, that music. So, uh, someone could take over uh, uh, and uh, release my, my music after I'm long gone. But uh, 
Ernie recorded the, uh, the my beautiful piano song that I wrote, I Think You Should Know, that's Ernie on guitar and mandolin. Um, um, the, the theme from The Godfather, that's Ernie on guitar, and uh, so many other songs that you're listening to that you've heard on the tangible CDs that you've purchased. That's Ernie Trionfo. Ernie was also a freelance musician. He played with Hawkins Row, the great uh, band in uh, the Atlantic City area, very popular, well-known local band that Rich Kurtz, my producer, plays with. And um, and also Brian, the, uh, the, the male voice that introduces the podcast, he's the lead singer of Hawkins Road. And Ernie actually... Um, was a great freelance musician, played also with most of the lounge cabaret acts in the Atlantic City area. But Ernie's, I guess, rise to real fame was Ernie's Guitar Repair. He had a very um, well-known guitar shop in the Atlantic City area. And even star musician guitar players, they would seek him out if they had some problem with their guitars. So, Ernie Trionfo, uh, in 2019, at 63, all these were cancer. I think uh, Bill also had a heart condition. And Ernie, every time I hear you, I think of you, and I'm so grateful there's more music from you still to come, that I'll be able to hear you and will hear you. And I never, never forgot the contribution these people, these men made to my career. Last but not least, George Hernandez. George Hernandez, uh, El Cubano, uh, I think Cuban-born, but raised in L.A. and then ended up in Florida. George uh, left his world in 2017 at 86, and George was a famous band leader. Uh, George, uh, when the Carpenters were at their peak, he was the musical director of the Carpenters. And uh, George um, uh, started actually in the 50s as the musical director, the house conductor when these casinos had house bands at the El Rancho uh, the Hotel Casino in Las Vegas. Then he was contracted by Harris Reno and became the resident conductor at Harris, backing up all the guests that w would come in, uh, big stars, and um, and if the uh, big stars brought their own uh, conductors, sometimes that's the case, because it's much easier. They, they can read the artist's mind. They tour with them. George would be the pianist in the house band. But um, George Hernandez, and then he went on from uh, Reno to the Tropicana in Las Vegas, he was a resident conductor for Follies Berger for many years, a great production show at the Tropicana in Las Vegas. Then he went on to the Stardust Hotel Casino uh, for Little de Paris. Uh, anybody over 50 will remember visiting Vegas and on the Marquis, these amazing shows that everybody had to see. They were a must-see. And uh, then he w went on to Hilton. He was hired by the Las Vegas Hilton, where he was the resident conductor for Moulin Rouge, those of you that remember those Vegas days. And then he moved to the Reno Hilton, where 
takes it in the early 80s, 82 or 81, and that's when I met George, when he came into my life, because my partner, uh, Kenny, um, the professional ice skater dancer, and um, uh, George was the resident musical director for the Hilton House Band, the orchestra of the Reno Hilton um, um, Hotel. I think now it's called the Flamingo in Reno, too. And, of course, there's the Flamingo Las Vegas. And um, the, that show was Razzle Dazzle. And then, uh, the, um, uh, and that was in the 80s. That's when I met him in 83. And we became friends. He came over for a Portuguese meal at mine and Kenny's home in Reno. And then um, George uh, went on uh, when Razzle Dazzle closed. Bill Moore, the producer of Razzle Dazzle, Took uh, it took a show called City Lights that had also run in Las Vegas to uh, the Trump Castle Casino in Atlantic City, and George uh, met, um, of course, was hired indirectly by Trump, and uh, worked at Trump Castle. My Kenny was transferred to Trump Castle, and um, and then. That's what actually took me to Atlantic City when Kenny left Reno. I was still performing. We were both performing in Reno. Then he went on to um, Atlantic City. Then I followed him and I auditioned and got the deal with Harris and the rest is history. But then in Atlantic City, I started getting some gigs and George, um, as um, um, uh, things slowed down and after uh, the Trump Castle City Lights, came to an end, he became my musical director on a couple of uh, events. Uh, a show uh, in Mount Pleasant, uh, New Jersey. Uh, a show, he came actually toured with me. I did a show in Mountain View, California. I did a show in LA. Some of you listeners to the podcast, one lady in particular, Estella Maria, will remember George was my conductor on the show that Estella came to stage when I'd bring a, a lady on stage to do a dance uh, a dance number. And uh, so George Hernandez was an amazing conductor. Oh, he was actually the conductor in studio recordings of about, orchestra recordings of about 20 albums. So George Hernandez, a dear friend, a conductor for Vicky Carr for a while, for, um, oh, so many, including the Carpenters, uh, Vic Damone, uh, uh, Jim Neighbors, so many big names. How he agreed to back up Carlos Avalon, I'll never know, but it says something uh, about him. Well, actually, it says something about me, too, so that he believed in me. But anyway... Thanks for listening, and as I, I just wanted you to know the names behind the the instruments that you hear so often. If you're a fan of my music and listen to me, and um, actually I I could include my dad that left us in uh, uh, twenty um, twenty oh five. Uh, he was my first, very first musical director, and. Uh, my well, my mentor. But anyway, thanks for listening. I'm trying to get Ramana Vieira to come back. Uh, she just released a new album. Fantastic. Uh, look for it. Ramana Vieira, 
um, this new album. But uh, hopefully we'll get her. But listen, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, want to keep supporting the podcast. Want to keep supporting my career one way or another. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Carlos Avalon and send us, well, send us a little something. And that's it for now. See you next Thank you for listening. Please join us again in two weeks for another episode of Carlos Avalon, My Music, My Life. Now it's not a city